Goal Achievers, this is Hal Elrod, and I have a very exciting announcement. The dates and location have been set for the first ever Miracle Morning Experience live event. That's right. It's the first ever Miracle Morning event. Just go to MiracleMorning.com forward slash events to get all the details and to apply for a spot. And when I say apply for a spot, it is a very unique event in that I would go as far as to say that this event will be unlike any event in history in that every person there will be working together to literally create history together by planning the future of the Miracle Morning movement. So each morning, you'll start by experiencing guided Miracle Morning sessions to deepen and expand your abilities to benefit from silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, inscribing, and more. That's the morning. Each afternoon, you'll collaborate with hundreds of like-minded Miracle Morning practitioners to brainstorm, plan, and execute the future of the Miracle Morning movement, changing millions of lives one morning at a time. We'll do it together, and then every evening, we'll celebrate together. Not too late, of course, because, uh, well, we're all early risers and we have to be up early. So from helping to guide the vision of the Miracle Morning movie, the uh, documentary that we're working on, to initiatives that you will literally co-create right there in the room with each other, you'll truly be part of making history. And just a quick note before I wrap this up, because of its unique collaborative nature of this event, although we're expecting more than 10,000 people from around the world to apply to attend, it is limited to only 200 people, and uh, about 75 to 85 of those spots got taken up uh, from attendees of our Best Year Ever Blueprint event. So uh, anyway, go to MiracleMorning.com slash events to get all the details and to apply for your spot, and uh, I hope to see you in June, which is when the event takes place. All right, talk to you soon, everybody. Take care. Hey, it's Hal Elrod, and this episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast is being brought to you by FreshBooks, the small business accounting software designed for you. And uh, stay tuned at the end for a really cool offer, and you'll find out how FreshBooks is helping millions of small business owners make everyday accounting easy, fast, and secure. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and Goal Achievers, welcome to another episode. I'm pumped for today. Um, it seems like every time I interview someone, it's the same backstory. It's like, I, you know, admired this person from afar and, <laughs> you know, always, right. And they were like a celebrity to me on the internet or whatever. And then I finally, you know, got a hold of them and, and here we are. And this is really the same story. Um, I, uh, our, our guest today is someone that I learned a lot from, uh, for a long time before I ever, uh, connected with him. And actually I'll, I'll kind of share that story here in a minute, but, uh, our guest today specifically loves wisdom. You know, if there was any way I could define Brian Johnson, I would say he loves wisdom. He loves it a lot. And he really loves helping people optimize their lives so that we can all change the world together. He's that type of, you know, big picture, big mission, change the world through his work 
type of guy and uh and, and you know I really I connect with him on on that level for sure. He founded something known as Philosopher Notes and you might a light bulb might be going off you're like dude Philosopher Notes I read Philosopher Notes all the time, right? Yeah, it might be you. That that was me. You know, that that's where I got I knew his work and I was like, dude, this is the guy that created Philosopher Notes, which essentially are um, you know, really killer book summaries, taking extracting all the best wisdom from a book and turning it into a you know five or ten minute read versus a three week read. So that's philosopher notes. But he also founded something more recently called Optimal Living One Hundred and One. Um, and I, I'm gonna you know I'm sure we'll talk more about that uh, to everybody. He's the author of a book called A Philosopher's Note, and he teaches the fundamentals of optimal living, which is integrating ancient wisdom plus modern science plus common sense plus virtue, plus mastery, plus fun. And if that doesn't sound like a recipe for you know optimal living, I, I really don't know what is. Um, he also loves long hikes, chatting with his wife, Alexandra, and going on adventures and playing blocks with their son, Emerson. And uh, I've got to share a funny story with you, Brian. I don't know if I told you this or not, but uh, for our listeners, Brian was featured in a documentary known as Finding Joe. And, and by the way, I don't know if you know this, Brian, but we had uh, Pat Solomon on just a few weeks ago. Right on. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of just coincidentally, you guys are on within a few weeks of each other. But but Brian was in this documentary, Finding Joe, which uh, if you haven't heard that interview with Pat Solomon, it's fantastic. Go, go look it up. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, I was watching that documentary and I already knew Brian. He had reached out um, and, uh, or no, I had reached out because Brian, you did a philosopher note in a video on the miracle morning and dude, I'm looking at that right now. Your miracle morning philosopher notes video on YouTube has 62,000 views. <laughs> and that's crazy because no video I've ever done has 62,000 views. So <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, wait. Oh, that's funny. Right. As I said that, this video that I of a speech I did on the Miracle Morning has ninety nine thousand views. All right, there I take, you go. You're you're in second place on the views, buddy. <laughs> um, so here's the funny story. So I'm watching Finding Joe on a flight back from this event, right? And I uh, I was like, dude, I've got to have Brian Johnson in the Miracle Morning movie, like the documentary. We we got to have Brian in. You know, I mean, he he summarized the Miracle Morning book. It's got he's been a huge part of the movement, which is you know part of what this movie's about. And I got to have Brian Johnson in the movie. So I was like, do I have your phone number in my phone? So I looked up Brian. I looked up your phone number in my phone, and I had Brian Johnson in my phone. And I text him. I, so when I say him, wrong, okay, dude, wrong, Brian Johnson. I said. Hey, I said, do, do you want to be in the Miracle Morning movie? I would love to feature you in the movie. And I got a reply. He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, I would never have expected this. I'm absolutely. Thank you so much. And I go, well, dude, I go, it was a no. I'm watching Finding Joe and you stole the show. It was a no brainer. And he goes, I, I don't know. What is Finding Joe? And I was like, the, the documentary. You? And he goes, I think you might have the wrong Brian Johnson. And I was like, God, that is terrible to invite someone to be in a movie. <laughs> right? I mean, and then go, oh, you're right. Wrong Brian Johnson. So, um, yeah, I feel really... Brian, if you're listening to this, dude, I love you. And we need to give you, like, at the very least, you know, in, in the credits, like an IMDB, you know, some something, like... Just because that was a really like harsh, that's a mean, you know, an unintentional but mean thing to do. So <laughs> anyway, hilarious. yeah, you need to give me your cell phone number. I don't, I don't know if I have that yet. So that's uh, great. That way I don't text the wrong Brian next time. <laughs> so anyway, man, how you doing? 
I'm doing great, man. That is such a good story. And uh, as you know, uh, mutual fan club members, uh, Miracle Morning is so good. Love everything you're up to. And I'm really excited to chat. That's cool. It is good mutual. And that, you know, it's funny. That's actually, that's my MO. That's the second time I did that with, I was talking to one of my buddies from college uh, right before I got married. And I was like, hey, you coming to the rehearsal dinner? And he was like, what rehearsal dinner? And I was like, dude, the re- for all the groomsmen, the rehearsal dinner. He, uh, he, was, I had, he was on the original list. And he didn't make the final cut, and I totally forgot. So, yeah. So this is like, yeah. If you so anyone listening, if you ever get a call from me or a text, and it's exciting news, just don't count on it. I'm I'm notoriously really bad at that, so don't don't count on it. Anyway, well, I'm happy to be on the right side of that. And yeah, documentary. It sounds awesome, and I look forward to connecting on that front as well. Yeah, we're gonna film that. I'm pumped. So, so Brian, so you're, you know, you've you founded Philosopher Notes. That's how I discovered you. That's a, it's a big mutual connection with your Miracle Morning Philosopher Note that you did, the video that you did. Um, you founded Optimal Living 101. Uh, these these are all interesting, but but I want to ask you, what do you do? Like, what what if, if somebody asks you that question, like, what do you do? What do you do for a living? What uh, and how do you answer that? Yeah, well, it's probably best to answer that with what I write down first thing every morning, which is my purpose, which is I help people. I write on one line. I write down purpose, and then I say I help people. And then the line below that I put optimize. So I help mm. people optimize their lives. So as we can as you said in the in the intro, kind of so we can make a significant difference in the world. So we can change the world together. And then from a mission perspective, uh, I read, I write, I teach, and I'm committed to creating the greatest collection of wisdom I possibly can um, by sharing more wisdom in less time. So my idea is let's take all these great ideas, um, create really discreet uh, wisdom that's super practical and inspiring and um, help people really make a significant difference today. So that's the basic idea. I love it. So more wisdom in less time. And you know, it's, it, as you say that, um, I realize that you and I have essentially the same purpose, and I, I just use a you, you use a cool word optimize. I use like a generic, you know, I help people fulfill their potential. But 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 it really is authentically what I feel like. You know, if we can all fulfill our potential, then I mean that that's how we change the world, right? Yep, that's exactly it. Optimize and actualize when I extend it. You know, to get a little mm-hmm. bit better today and take one more step in the direction of your highest potential and uh, enjoy the process, right? Yeah, dude, we're, we are brothers from another mother for sure. Um, so, how, so let's, let's go back. Let's, let's, you know, it, what do you, I mean, it's such a, it's, it's a very rare, you know, what's rare just to have a purpose period. And most people are like, my purpose in life, I have no idea, right? So the fact that you've got that figured out, that, that that's pretty cool and you're acting on it. <clears throat> but but take us back, like what what what's the journey that led you, the hero's journey, right? What uh, what led you to the work that you do now and, and this huge impact that you're making in the world? Yeah, it's been a, you know, as I step back, it's 20 years in the, in the works now um, where I can see the theme and, and Emerson says that, if you watch a, a ship sail from New York to London, if you step back far enough, you see a straight line. But it's a lot of zigs and zags as, mm. it, as it makes its way. And for me, that's how it's been over the last 20 years. I've spent half of the last 20 years building and selling a couple of businesses and the other half um, reading and writing and thinking and teaching. Um, so kind of part CEO, part philosopher. And But I've always had a core of uh, passion for understanding what makes great people great. What is it about those people that go out and truly actualize their potential and make a, a difference in the world that makes them tick? Um, and yes, yeah, so I, I built and sold two businesses and in between, um, 
just immerse myself in ancient wisdom and the modern science and, and really just trying to understand it and uh, have gotten closer to really feeling like I'm, I'm living what I'm here to do, which is these days being a hermit and uh, reading and writing and teaching. That is my pretty much my entire life outside of, of my family. Got it. Okay. And now uh, you, you, the, you said you built and sold two businesses. I'd love to dive into that a little bit and hear more about what are the, what were those businesses? Yeah. So the, the quick biographical sketch, UCLA undergrad, first generation college student, studied psychology and business, thought I'd get my PhD in psychology. That wasn't it. Got swept up in Arthur Anderson's recruiting, did that, worked in four service lines for a year, went to law school, dropped out of law school before a semester was over. The only thing I knew I wanted to do was to coach a Little League baseball team, burn the resume, moved back in with mom at 22 or whatever it was, 23. And out of that, I came up with my first business idea. This is 1998, wow. first dot-com first boom, um, 23 years old, coaching this Little League baseball team. And I could see that in the future, every single team and league in the world would be using the web for everything. And at the time, there were literally only a few dozen websites you could find on Yahoo, right? Uh, and we built one of the earlier content management systems that made it really easy for, you know, team moms and dads and coaches to create a really cool site that could put everything from schedules and standings and pictures that grandma and grandpa could check out, et cetera. Um, and then we won a business plan competition at UCLA's Anderson School, raised five million bucks. I was a 24, 25-year-old CEO and hired the CEO of Adidas to replace me and, and wow. just kind of that, that whole dot-com energy, you know? Wow. Uh, then the market crashed and we wound up selling it to one of our two competitors who had raised $50 million to our $5 million um, and uh, went, integrated the business and kind of set the strategy and then left um, and spent a few years just as a philosopher, a lover of wisdom, came back, needed to make some money again and wanted to create again and created my second business, which was basically at the time MySpace was big, MySpace for people who wanted to change the world. Huh. And uh, yeah, we raised a few million for that and wound up selling it to a company called Gaim about, wow, nine years ago now. What, what, was that, what was that site? Is it still the same site or does Gaim rebrand it Gaim? Yeah, so it got integrated. It was called Zods at the time. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's no longer called Zods and a whole another long conversation on that <laughs> got it. whole process. But uh, I, I sold that when I got clear that I wanted to to really go full-time into studying life and decided to give myself a PhD in how to live is how I approached it. Um, and there wasn't a program that integrated what I wanted to study. It wasn't just a philosophy program or a positive psychology program. I also wanted to study business and nutrition and, and creativity and everything else that goes into optimizing our lives. Um, so I spent basically four years, five years uh, creating philosopher's notes and um, uh, again, playfully giving myself my own PhD. <laughs> what year did you start philosopher no philosopher's notes? I started it probably eight years ago. I was on a on a flight home. Uh, my now wife and I had gotten engaged. We went on a little pre honeymoon trip, and I was flying home from Tokyo to LA. And it was actually very close to this time, um, eight years ago, I think. And I opened the Sky Mall thing. And they had an ad for a company that did summaries of business books. And I had been trying to figure out what I was going to do and how I was going to kind of make it concrete, you know, what I was yeah. going to do in terms of studying. 
And I just had one of those choir of angels moments of, oh, this is really cool. Like there's business books that are being distilled, but who's doing this for wisdom books, mm. for optimal living books? And I decided that I'd make that me. Nice. <laughs> I'd, I'd be that guy. And, yeah. And that my master's project in my 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 PhD track would be distilling a hundred of my favorite books and creating a profitable business in the process and demonstrating that you can get paid to do what you love to do in service to the world. I love it. I love it. And that was so that was eight years ago. And then you uh, and I yeah I probably just I mean I feel like I've known about you for a long time. So probably not too long after you started. What uh, yeah and I remember that it was like a hundred yeah you did so so what did you do you you read a hundred books you did a hundred philosopher notes because that used to be like a package wasn't it? I feel like I remember yeah. the number one hundred <laughs> kind of being the how it was promoted. Yeah, it was for quite a while. I mean the idea I didn't know how many I would do. I did a hundred. That was my quote masters. It took me two years to do that. Okay. And then I wrote a book, which was my dissertation. And then I, I started another set of a hundred and I got to about, I think another 80, 180. And then I got caught by an idea um, after having breakfast with, with the author, Stephen Pressfield. He asked me if I ever considered creating a modern day Plato's Academy. And hmm. the very short story to that is uh, I got his question completely wrong and I went out and I, I, created a business where we recruited literally hundreds of teachers from around the world um, and got a bunch of people excited about it and started moving on that track. And I realized two years, maybe even three years and a couple million dollars raised into it that it wasn't quite it. It wasn't quite, it was working, but not as well as it could. And it was just slightly off. Uh, Stephen Pressfield would call it a shadow calling. It was not quite it, right? Hmm. And the deeper calling for me was not to go out and recruit all these teachers, but to really go all in on my own work. Um, so again, holding the conversation, but wound up pulling the plug on that about 15 months ago and going all in on my work. Um, and now I created like 125 new philosopher's notes last year. Wow. Um, and uh, I think we have like 345. I, this morning I finished number 345. Uh, and my commitment and goal now is a thousand. So I'm spending the next five years, um, to get to a thousand and, uh, yeah, just immerse myself in this wisdom and see if I can master myself and and the craft and help people in the process. Dude, I'd imagine hanging out with you is, you know, I mean, it's gotta be somewhat intimidating. Like what in the hell am I going to bring to the table that this guy doesn't know? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) For example, the miracle morning. I mean, one of my friends and investors said, you got to read this book. He has changed his life. Yeah. I said, well, that looks cool. And I got it. And it's awesome. So um, just as a direct praise to you of, of um, what you've done is amazing. And then my approach is just as a very humble student. Like I, I sure. every one of these books, you've thought about what you're you're so passionate about many things, but in the miracle morning, you've thought that through, you know, and you've really delivered something beautiful. And I find that, that all these authors have dedicated if not their entire lives, a significant part of their lives to really mastering a particular topic. And I just feel blessed to be able to, to spend my time going through it and then trying to translate it in a way that allows people to, to really get access to the most actionable wisdom quickly um, and then drill in deeper. We've had so many people say that they've, they've gone in all the way with Miracle Morning and a number of, other, of the other books that I, I profile. But um, no, I, I'm... Uh, uh, I, I'm always learning and I'm also pretty boring. I'm a hermit. <laughs> so that would be the weird part is that I don't do a whole lot beyond this 
Yeah. No, that, that's, I, I'm the same way, dude. I'm just, I'm such a homebody. If it wasn't for my wife, God bless her, I would just, I would go nowhere, do nothing, you know? She's like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, no, but, but I will, <laughs> you know? <laughs> my wife's the same way. So we basically read uh, and write and, uh, and, uh, and have fun with our son and uh, go to bed as early as we can and get up and, and do it again and enjoy the process. That's great. How old is Emerson? He is uh, three and a half. Uh, that's my, my son Halston is three and a half. We'll have to get them uh, playing together. Right on. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then my, my, uh, I've got an older daughter, um, f- uh, six and a half. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, the, what was I just, I was just going to ask you something and I just drew a blank. If it was off something that you just said, um, the, uh, da, 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 about the movie. Oh, oh no, actually I was going to mention, um, we're, uh, so my wife and I are, uh, if, uh, slowly but surely, right, uh, co-authoring the Miracle Morning for Couples, hmm. and uh, the tagline was given to me by Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. When he and his wife, uh, we were interviewing them for the film, which so you're in good company. You'll be in the in the documentary with them, but they said most couples grow apart as time goes on, and they said the Miracle Morning enables us to grow together every day so that we never grow apart. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. And I actually sent that clip to my wife, which is what she had never done the Miracle Morning. She was like, you know, six years into it. And she's like my night owl, you know, and I just finally accepted it and stopped pushing her to try to wake up early. And I sent her that clip and she goes, wow, I don't want us to grow apart. Like, let's grow together. Yeah, it was amazing. And she's like, I'm willing to do the Miracle Morning. And within our first few Miracle Mornings together, it was just, it was beautiful. But the reason I bring this up is... um. Uh, we're going to interview other couples, right? We're going to interview other couples doing uh, that do a morning ritual together. So yeah, so if that's something that you know, right on, dude, we're just- yeah, we, we used to do them together um, all the time, and it was an incredibly uh, deepening for our relationship. And uh, frankly, I miss it a little bit because we, you know, with the baby, things yeah, change. sure, things change. sure. Um, so now, but I think that'd be awesome because what we do is. We're so all in on each other's fundamentals, yeah. And she's really taken the, the lead on kind of the the well, the whole you know motherhood and, and parenting and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but also kind of the morning with him, and and so I go to bed super early. Shortly after we put him to bed, she reads a little bit longer. I'm going to bed. I get up well before they get up, like an yeah. hour or two, even three hours sometimes before they get up. Yeah. And so I I bust out my morning ritual. Um, and then when they get up, there's a little family time and then I give her the hour. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So that's my time with my son and my time to give to her, um, before we get into our day and, and all that good stuff. So that's kind of how we've done it. So that might be a fun, that's um, a great, yeah, that's a great angle, right. For, you know, cause that's one thing we get a lot with the miracle morning. People are like, how do you, you know, we have a newborn or I've got a small child or my, my baby doesn't sleep the night. How do, how do we deal with that? And that's actually, it is like when the miracle morning was being developed, my wife was pregnant. Right. And then she had one baby and then, you know, had another baby. Right. So it's like that was kind of her thing, too. Is it's like, I, I'm not going to wake up early. I'm, I'm trying to grab every second of sleep. Right. That I can. Yeah. And the night's her time. You know, it's her time to actually decompress. Uh, and, yeah. 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 Totally. Awesome. Totally. So. So, yeah, man, I, that, that's a great approach that you guys have. So. So let's um, I, I'd love to dive into some actionable content. And, and, you know, you are you have so much wisdom that you've gained reading, you know, hundreds of books, not just reading them, but distilling them. Right. There's I always tell people, like, if you really want to learn something, uh, learn it with the intention of teaching it. Right. Or, or with a something on the schedule where you have to teach it to somebody else. And that forces you to learn it at a much deeper level. So that's what's really neat about what you've done is you haven't just read hundreds of books. 
books, right? Which would in and of itself would be great, but you've read hundreds of books and then turned them into, you know, philosopher's notes. And, and so with all of that said, of all of the wisdom that you've gained, um, being that this is the Achieve Your Goals podcast, I always like to ask our, our guests, what are your, what are your best strategies, tips, you know, methods, rituals, whatever, what are your, what's the best, best, um, actionable content that you can share with our listeners around how to achieve major goals? Well, I've read this great book by a guy named Hal Elrod. He talks mm, about morning routines. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't go into that. <laughs> Let's just establish that as, uh, if you don't have a solid morning routine and also I'm a big fan of bookending as Darren Hardy talks about, right? Mm. Bookend your days. You have the most control over your AM and your PM and why I, control my PM as much as I do. I do something called a digital sunset. Hmm. It's probably the biggest habit that I've created that made Miracle Mornings for me so doable, which is I'm done. You know, I, I get up early, I work hard, and I'm done. Uh, it's 5 p.m., which is when the sun sets in the winter, and now it's well before the sun sets. But I basically, it's a digital sunset. Everything is done. My computer's off, my iPhone's off. Um, we have, you know, funny lights throughout the house that are melatonin friendly, all that stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm in my family time getting ready for winding down and, and ritualizing that. Um, so that's a, that's a, been a big practice for me to make sure that I have a strong morning and just making that decision that, that my actualization is more important than being entertained. Mm, and yes, I love that. You say, know? say that again. Say that again for everybody. <laughs> My actualization is more important than being entertained. Wow. And that wasn't an easy decision to come to. And, and to make it, well, it was easy once I made it conscious. I didn't realize that the days when I was a little bit burned out and just working a little too hard and grinding a bit were the days that I tended to want to, you know, watch a little more of whatever, right? And as I made that connection and realized that that, but that started a spiral where the next morning was a little bit flatter. Um, it just became a very clear decision. Which one do you want? Do you want to be entertained or do you want to actualize? And for me, that's not a tough question to answer. It's just aligning the behavior systematically against that. Um, so that's, that's one big one. My big thing is, uh, is if I had to capture my entire philosophy in one word, it's a Greek word, uh, arete. And the Greeks said that if you want the deepest sense of happiness, the sense of flourishing, not just feeling pleasurable here and there, but truly feeling the joy of flourishing, you know, which isn't always positive, but there's a sense of, of becoming that which you're destined to be. You need to live with what they called arete. And the word directly translates as virtue or excellence, but it means something deeper. It means something closer to expressing the highest version of yourself moment to moment to moment. So that's really my thing. And it's actually become my mantra of when I meditate and when I'm going through my day, it's arte, arte, this moment, what am I capable of this moment? And I kind of, I connect that this moment in a very active way to my destiny. And I know that if I want to express the highest within myself, ultimately, I need to do that as consistently as I can. And the way to do that is to get to this moment and not in a kind of, for me, the whole power of now and being in the moment, all that stuff was very abstract. But when I think about it in the sense of what am I capable of in this moment, um, that just gives me a sense of power that's been really vitalizing. Um, you know, I could just feel that energy moving me in the direction that I want to go. So I'd throw that out as a, as a big part of my life, um, something that's been deeply meaningful for me. Wow, really powerful. So when you, the, I want to go back to the book ending your days, um, starting with the Miracle Morning, got that. Um, finishing your day with the digital sunset. So just to, to reiterate and make sure I understand is that's just 
turning off all electronics at a predetermined time each day, or or is that is that the pretty accurate, or is it, am yeah, I missing something? It's, it's just shutting down, and and to me, my morning starts at night, and this is the biggest thing. It was really hard for me to start a good morning and get up before the sun rises. You know, I wanted to do that for a long time, but I, for whatever reason, didn't make the connection that the only way to do that. I haven't used an alarm in I don't know how many years. Is yeah. to have a good night, and so. Uh, Cal Newport has a great line in his newest book, Deep Work, where he says, shut down complete. When he ends his day, he literally says to himself sometimes as he turns off his computer, and I literally just got off the phone five minutes before you and I chatted, chatting with Cal. Hmm. Um, he says hi. And yeah, uh, awesome. he's, a, he's a fan of Miracle Morning, by the way. Oh, very cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, but, you know, he talks about in his book, shut down complete. You're done. And I used to, I used to kind of never really be done. You know, I'd want to check in. Did anything else come in? You know, and yeah. what, else, what other little work can I do? Um, and just realizing that that I put a lot of energy into my creative work, and I need to oscillate. I need to shut off. I need to be willing to be on, and then to be off. Um, so the the digital sunset is no electronics, and then also we reduce the lights in our house. So. Uh, like mm, in our son's changing it. room, we don't have lights with blue light in it, you know, which is known to affect your melatonin, which is going to help you sleep or not. So if you have bright lights on, particularly the, you know, the screens on an iPhone or pad or, or a computer, that's disrupting the quality of your sleep. Yeah. So at least shut that off an hour plus before you go to bed. I'm, I'm all in. So it's hours before I go to bed. Um, and then we have like, literally red lights in his changing room uh, and then these little friendly lights throughout the house. So we're just very ritualistically shutting down and slowing down. Um, so that's kind of uh, what it means for me. And then it's, it's family time. I, I haven't, I've turned on my iPhone literally I, today, I think was the fourth time I've turned it on. So I'm super weird and hermit and all that. Um, but I don't have my phone on in front of my son. That was a big thing for me. And, and the research shows that, that, you know, the iPhone effect is what they actually call it. And you might be familiar with the research, but just having your phone out in front of you when you're interacting with people diminishes the quality of those interactions. Mm. Empir empirically uh, proven, even if you're not like that rat version of us, that's checking every text that comes in and, oh yeah, I'm really paying attention to you. Not really. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, even if it's just if it's not even doing that, but it's just visibly present, uh, that will diminish the quality of, of the depth of connection. So um, that's another big practice for us is it's everything is off. We're, we're present and we're, we're spending time together. And, and that's been great both in terms of connection and then also in terms of resetting and, and easing into the night and having a great night of sleep and starting again strong. That's great. Part of this is something that it's funny. My wife and I just yesterday, I was like, sweetie, we need to have a no phone policy in the evening. You know, like we, we haven't, we're, we're, we're not consistent with that. And she was like, I was just thinking the same thing. So you, Brian have, uh, you know, you, you may be the, the, uh, the, what pushed over the edge that decision. So I just, I just made a note, you know, put the iPhone away. So to deepen the connection, I think that's so important. Right on. Yeah. And it's fun. It's a game, right? It's like other room off your consciousness. Well, thank you. And, and it's just, it's a really cool practice that uh, I'm excited to hear you guys are already on the edge of uh, rocking. On the edge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, just got to be careful when you are on the edge, if you, which way you teeter, right? <laughs> um, but no, I'm literally, it starts tonight. Uh, no phone. 
I just wrote that in my schedule tonight and tomorrow. No, and I wrote it in pen. Like this, things in pen are like no joke. Can't erase them. And I underlined it twice. All right, Brian, you inspired me. Uh, <coughs> appreciate that. Now, um, well, man, this is great. I could, you know, uh, you and I could could chat forever. Uh, I could I could continue talking with you. Um, what 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 you said that that I cannot get over just such a profound quote and and I want to riff on this for just a minute and then we can wrap up. Um, I had you say it twice. I'll say it again for our listeners. My actualization is more important than being entertained. And this to me, uh, I I don't know how long ago it was, years ago, uh, I made a decision to make value-based choices, meaning, right, what do I really value? and uh, what's most important to me, and then making sure that my choices are simply aligned with those values, right? N- nothing too profound. But, but that's how I went from you know, eating whatever tasted good to asking myself, what food will add the most value to my body and to my health and to my energy and to my vitality? Oh, that's the food I'll eat, right? Which most of us look at a menu and we're like, mm, what looks good, right? <laughs> what do I feel like, you know? Um, you know, and same thing, people go, well, how, you know, I, I, how, how am I, I can't wake up early, or I, like, I'm up till one in the morning, I'm a night owl. And I go, what are you doing from the hours of like 10 p.m. to 1 a.m.? And they're like, well, I, you know, Netflix binging, of course, right? It's like, <laughs> well, there you go. You know, are you willing to give up an hour of mindless entertainment for an hour of radical transformative growth? you know um so yeah for our listeners i just i encourage you to to consider that 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 sentiment from brian uh that you know does your actualization you know which i would call that fulfilling your potential becoming the best version of yourself whatever whatever term resonates with you um are you are you making that more important are you are you placing your actualization uh putting more value on that than on being entertained or on you know eating food that tastes really good despite the consequences of the foods that you eat or the entertainment that you consume? Uh, you know, are you spending money on things just to feel good about it? Or are you investing money in things that will improve you, your quality of life, give you security, freedom for you and your family, et cetera? So, so I just, I love, there's so much weight to that sentiment, Brian, and I really appreciate you sharing that. Right on. I appreciate your reflection. And uh, thanks for introducing me to Matthew Kelly, too, by the way. You yeah. Just, as you were recapping that, just really reminded me of him and that best version of us, you know? Yeah, of yeah. Every moment gives us that opportunity. And is this is this a step forward, you know, into the best version of us or is it not? Um, and using that as a compass, kind of Arte style, is so impactful. Yeah, do you, yeah, do you actually have you're – you're very welcome. It's, I'm looking – I always have Matthew Kelly's book, The Rhythm of Life. For whatever reason, it's always on this spot in my sh- – I know exactly where it is, like right when you said that. I looked up at it. I wanted to ask you if you have uh, – have you – did you know he has a children's book? You know, I didn't. I've profiled three of his books now, Rhythms of Life, Perfectly Yourself, and then Off Balance. I did not know about his children's book, though. Yeah, it's uh, – um, so if you Google Matthew Kelly children's book or go to Amazon, I, I, I think it's called something around, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. But it just, yeah, it's a neat book. I read it to my daughter quite a bit. And it's, uh, it's, it's about, you know, he asks his grandpa, why am I here? And he says to become the best version of yourself, you know? So it's, and then, <laughs> and then awesome. he, and then he goes to school and, you know, he teaches his, t- 
teacher and then she puts it on the chalkboard and then the other kids are learning it and, you know, I mean, right. And then, and then some kids are mean and then the teacher asks. So yeah, it's just, it's just a really cool way to start teaching that to your kids at a young age. And then of course, now you have that reference point, which is when your child misbehaves or, you know, acts out of alignment with their integrity or their character, or their values or whatever, uh, you can say, Hey, you know, is that sweetheart Emerson? Is that helping you become the best version of yourself? And they, you know, ah, no, <laughs> you know, so yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Well, while we're on that topic, let's talk for one more minute about that. Yeah. Other good ones, rechargeables by Tom Rath, who wrote Eat, Move, Sleep. That's Emerson's favorite uh, kids book, basically on teaching kids the power of eating, moving, sleeping, getting really? your charge up. He goes out and he goes for a run and says, my charge is getting up. He eats brain foods and it's what he calls them. And now my charge is getting up. He takes a nap. My charge is getting up. Huh. Uh, if he's acting up a little bit, it's say, hey, you need to get a little bit recharged. Um, really good book. The rechargeables. Beautifully I'm adding it to my cart right yeah. now. And then the fantastic elastic brain. Uh, kids book on neuroscience and neuroplasticity. It's awesome. Interesting. Thank you for those recommendations. Yeah. Um, my favorite book for kids is still the monster under the bed. Are you familiar with that one? <laughs> no, how do we not have that one? Dude, that, that's a, that's a Sesame street. I think that my parents read that to me when I was a kid and it is one of the, dude, it is one of, you have to get it. It's one of the greatest books. The, um, so it's Grover. And he says, I heard there's a monster. I, I, it's hard for me to do it without doing the voice, right? Um, with, with, with my daughter, I'm like, hey, it's Grover. I'm the monster. So I said, uh, but, but he says, there's a monster in the book. Please don't turn the page or you'll get closer to the monster. And then you turn the page and he's like, no, I'm telling you. Do you not understand? There's monsters. And then you turn the page and then he's like, I'm going to glue this page together. And there's all this glue everywhere and you keep going. And uh, I don't want to ruin the punch. I mean, but it's, it's just, it is a great book. And then they did one, another monster under the bed, which is... Is Grover and Elmo, and uh, anyway, yeah, that those, great. those. I don't know if they teach our kids any great lessons, but they're really they're they're those are the most fun books for me to read. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So this one's your fantastic elastic brain. Stretch it, shape it, awesome. All right, mm -hmm. I'm gonna add those to my cart. My children will thank you, and my wife will say, "Why the hell are you ordering more books? <laughs> they have too many books." So, anyway, um, yeah, dude, what about? I was gonna say, I guess philosopher notes for kids, but their books are already so short that probably wouldn't that uh, wouldn't work. But uh, anyway, that's cool. good. All right, by the way, hey, dude, uh, Brian, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. It, it has been truly a, a pleasure and uh, an honor. I appreciate you very much. Hal, the feeling is absolutely mutual. Thank you. Can't wait to see you soon. And uh, let's do this. All right, brother. We're going to do it. All right. Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, go check out uh, Brian's uh, – well, actually, here we go. I almost forgot. Brian, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? And, and I, I want to reiterate for people, Philosopher's Notes – that you got their their must reads. I mean, they're phenomenal. And he does videos on YouTube now where he does the book summary via video. And then Brian, take just a minute. I, I forgot I wanted to ask you about this. Your optimal living one oh one. I know that's like your baby right now. Like just take take thirty seconds, sixty seconds, give us like a quick uh, summary of, of what that is and where people can go to find you. Yeah. So we'll start with the, the end there. BrianJohnson.me. Brian with an I. Johnson.me uh, is the best place to find what we're up to. Uh, and I, we have the Philosopher's Notes, which is how described are simple summaries or six page PDFs, 20 minute MP3s with the best big ideas from these great books across a range of subjects. We have 300 and I think I said 45 of those now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I take the best big ideas and I teach Optimal Living 101 classes. And the idea is there, isn't it weird that we went from math to science to history, but no one ever taught us how to live? 
I create classes on everything from Masterpiece Days and Habits 101 to Conquering Procrastination 101, Love 101, and that sort of thing. Um, top 10 Big Ideas, etc. Um, we have a $10 a month membership program where you get access to all that stuff. And uh, so that's that. And then YouTube, we have a ton of videos, ton of free stuff, um, including that video that you found of yours. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. Just trying to help people optimize um, and, again, have fun in the process. By the way, I, I, I have to share. This is the other part of the story I didn't share, Brian. Um, and by the way, $10 a month, so that's like the equivalent of free, uh, basically. But, um, but anyway, the story is that uh, I was at an event at a conference, and they wanted a Miracle Morning. Like for my opener, I wanted to put this vi Miracle Morning video. So I searched Miracle Morning on YouTube, and your video popped up first. And I was like... No freaking way! And I, I ran my computer over to my buddy Matt. I'm like, I'm like, you know, philosophers notes, Brian Johnson. That, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, check this out. He did a philosopher notes on Miracle Morning, <laughs> and at that point, it had like three thousand views. You know, it was like it was still pretty new. But um, anyway, I, I just uh, it's a, amazing. A fun story. I was all stoked that I that Brian Johnson did a philosopher note on Miracle Morning. Right so. on, man. Well, I'm stoked to have your support. Your community is amazing. And uh, again, thanks for. Uh, uh, give me the opportunity to chat with you and I uh, can't wait to see you soon. All right. You, uh, you as well. And I'll wrap this up. Take two here. Uh, goal achievers. Thank you for tuning in. You know, I love you and I appreciate you. Um, and, and getting your messages and comments and emails, um, and reviews on iTunes is just, I, I read every single one and, uh, I just, it means so much to me that you tune in. So thanks so much. Uh, I will talk to you next week. Take care. I mentioned earlier that this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, and if you're not familiar with FreshBooks, uh, I absolutely love the service. In fact, Nick Palkowski um, turned me on to it when he started sending me invoices from FreshBooks, and it is so simple to both send and, and receive invoices. So it's great for you. It's great for your clients. You can create automated monthly payments and invoices that are you know sent automatically to free up your time to focus on growing your business. And right now, FreshBooks is offering a month of unrestricted use to all of our listeners. Totally free right now. And you don't even need a, need a credit card for the trial. So to claim your free month of accounting software at FreshBooks, go to freshbooks.com forward slash achieve your goals. That is freshbooks.com forward slash achieve your goals and enter achieve your goals in the how did you hear about us section. So that will give you the free month of unrestricted access. And uh, I'm telling you, if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, FreshBooks can be a life saver. So check it out one more time. It is freshbooks.com forward slash achieve your goals and put achieve your goals into the uh, what's it called? How do you hear about us section? All right, everybody. Love you. Take care. We'll see you next week. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So now we want to know what were your big takeaways from this interview with Brian? Simply head on over to hellhour.com slash one, two, one for episode number 121 and leave a comment there on the show notes page, letting us know what your big takeaways were. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellhour.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then leaving a rating and review if you would. Because rating and reviews truly are the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because they help more people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So now, until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.